You know, I really hope the announcements never get good around here because they are a heavy laden vein of comedy for me, like mining for coal in Chile, by God. Listen, here's the deal. Boy, we're getting calls from the audience during the announcements. They're so brutal. I love it. Goodness sakes. Listen, hey, we are um, here and we are rocking and rolling with week four of It's Not In There. And I am so excited uh, to be here at our volunteer service. And if you're here and you're not a volunteer, you're always welcome at this service. But this service, just so you know, was strategically and specifically designed so our volunteers could have a place to go to church. One of the biggest things that churches struggle with is that their volunteers don't have an opportunity to come to a service. So we designed this 9 a.m. service specifically for those who are our volunteers. And more, I want to say something else as we kind of begin. I really want you guys to know that when we craft content here at Downtown Harbor, we actually think about and talk about and process through how what we say here on Sunday, that you could actually leave and go here and implement into your life on Monday. That's why we talk about real practical things. And we're going to dive in to another really practical thing here today. And I think it's going to be so cool and so applicable to us. So just stay with me through all of it because we've talked about a lot of phrases that are not in there. We've talked about don't drink, not in there. God won't give you more than you can handle, not in there. God helps those who help themselves, not in there. And today we are going to look at our final one and this one I've heard maybe more than any of them, except for God won't give you more than they can handle. That one, that one I've heard a lot, but this one is really powerful and really good. Here it is. Money is the root of all evil. Now, I'm going to start with this idea of money right here, and I'm going to end with it, but I'm going to kind of shift gears in the middle just to give you some perspective of where I'm going today. But I've heard this a lot, that money is the root of all evil, that evil, this word that is really powerful, is in some way linked to money, and those two things kind of play with each other. I've heard it all the time, but here's the truth and the fact of the matter. I've looked over and over again. This is what I want you to know. It's not in there. I can't find it. I can't find it in there. Now, before we go further, I want to just kind of set the stage for this. If you have been in church for a while, normally when the M word comes up, when money comes up, people get tense and people get tight. Because let me tell you how a normal service at a church that when they talk about money, here's how it goes. They talk about money. They ask you for your money. And then at the end of the service, generally a really powerful song is played, right? You've been there where they play this really powerful song and then they ask everybody to stand and everybody's hearts are moved. And then what happens is, is generally they place like a chest, like at the front. And in the middle of the song, someone will stand up and go, now is the time for you to bring your check to the front of the room and place it here in this box or this compartment. Not here. That is not what we're doing. We don't talk about that a lot here. You all know that if you've been with us. And this today, even though we're going to talk a little bit about money, it is atypical what we're going to do. This is not normal. Because if it's not in there, if that phrase isn't in there, what is in there? We wanted to find out exactly what was in the scripture related to that phrase, related to money. So there's a guy we've talked about here before named Paul. 
Paul is a guy who was a Pharisee. He was a guy, a Pharisee means that he was of the ancient Jewish religion. And when Jesus came onto the scene and started to change things, Paul did not like it very much. In fact, he went after Christians. He went after people of the Jesus movement and even killed and murdered some of them. But then Paul had an experience where he encountered Jesus and his life changed. Now, Paul became a Christian, a part of the Jesus movement, and what he would do is he would travel around and start churches, start things much like we're doing here at Downtown Harbor Church, and then he would write letters to those leaders of those churches after he left. And the letter that we're going to look at today that he wrote was written to Timothy. It's in the book of 1 Timothy, and here's what he wrote as counsel to this guy, Timothy, who was a leader as a part of the Jesus movement. Okay, here's what he wrote. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Whoa! I thought you said it wasn't in there. It's not. Let's look closer. For the love of money is the root of all evil. This idea that you are in love with money, that you crave it, you desire it, you want it, and more than likely in your life, you're never going to have enough of it if you love money. The root of all kinds of of evil, an extremely powerful word used to describe those of us who love money. In fact, Paul goes on to describe how destructive this is. Don't miss this. You want to look at this because this is so powerful. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Yet true godliness comes with, not money, contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But here's where it gets so powerful about the love of money. The love of money, not money, the love of it. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Look at how powerful that language is. Look at how powerful that translation is. That plunge them into ruin and destruction. Money is not the root of all evil. It's not. It's not even close. But the love of money is the root of all evil. I want to stop here for a second. When you think of this word, you think of something in our culture today. Something comes to your mind. It might be different for you or you or you, but something comes to your mind when you think of evil. And evil is that extremely powerful word that is so strong that is used to describe this, the love of money. It's evil. And furthermore, when you love money, it leads to destruction. It leads to a destructive lifestyle. Your behavioral patterns will be off when you love money because you fall into things that you want to do. You do things you shouldn't. You hang out with people that you shouldn't to try to get ahead because you love this so much. You can't control your what? Obsession with it. You cannot control your obsession with the love of money. Now, I told you we were going to kind of shift gears today. 
and talk about something in the middle, and then we're going to go back to money at the end. Because I want to stop for a second, and for about the next 10 or 15 minutes, I want to talk about obsession, right? If you understand what this word means, you understand that Paul's writing to Timothy about the love of money and the destruction that will happen in your life can really, don't miss this, can really be applied to anything that you obsess over right? Let me define obsession for you because I really wanted to look at what is the actual definition of this word obsession. Here it is. A state in which someone thinks about someone or something constantly or frequently, especially in a way that is not normal. It's important for us to understand that because this all ties back into what Paul was saying to Timothy about the love of money, something that is not normal. So allow me to digress for a moment. We've been through my history here of things I'm obsessed with time and time again. We know that I've struggled in the past with this, so we don't need to revisit my closet necessarily, but I'd like to just bring one more to the table. I don't know if you know this about me, but I, for whatever reason, obsessed with airplanes, right? And if you're an airline employee, like you hate hanging out with me because all I want to do is talk about planes. Like, Melinda works for American Airlines, and like we've gone out with her and her husband before, and like poor Brent, like he's a pilot, and I'm like, before he even like gets to the conversation, he's like, bartender, I need, please, may I have a, I got I need one before I t- start talking to this guy, right? But here's the deal, I was on a flight from Raleigh Durham to Atlanta last Saturday. I'm in the bulkhead row, and if you fly a lot, you know the bulkhead is the row right behind first class. I didn't get the upgrade; I was right behind first. And so I, was, I sat down, I had my pup with me, Dottie was with me, and this woman sat down next to me. And like, because I'm obsessed with planes, like, I notice things that airline employees have. And like, I saw like her lanyard sticking out of her bag that says Delta, and I go, you work for Delta? And she's like, yeah, I'm a flight attendant. And I said, cool. And, uh, and she's like, uh, how you doing? I was like, good, how are you? Good. I said, it's a beautiful MD-90 we're on, isn't it? She goes, what? I said, this plane, it's a McDonnell Douglas 90. It's one of the new series, and I like it. They got the plugs down there. She immediately put on her headphones, right? <laughs> and I was like, man, like I love planes, and I love talking to people, but this woman was not interested. Why? Because she talks about it all the time. Here's what I want you to know. That's a funny one, right? That one is just a funny little quirk that I have, but obsession with anything, including money, is not good obsession with anything and anything that you are obsessed with, anything that will cause you to be obsessed with it so much that it will cause destruction in your life is not good, which is why it's so important for us to understand what is in the scripture and what is not in the scripture. And it's important for us to experience things as followers of the Jesus movement in moderation, in moderation, You've heard this word from time to time, but the problem is, especially related to money and other things that we might find as a vice in our life, so often we tend to do them in excess. We tend to do them over the top. And Paul's words to Timothy were, if you continue to do this related to money, and I'm going to take it a step further and say to anything that you would call a vice in your life, you will fall into despair and you will plunge because moderation avoids extremes. 
Moderation avoids extremes. And I have to tell you something. Extremes are really, really bad things. Highs and lows. You don't want to be there, which is so important for us to, to, for us to understand why moderation is key to each one of our lives. Because you can be obsessed with anything. You can literally be obsessed with anything. And it's important for us to kind of look at that from a cultural perspective here today, some things that you can be obsessed with. So just stay with me because some of you know what your obsessions are, but some of you don't. Allow me to digress. Oop. You can be obsessed with food. You can. And you know people who are obsessed with food. And it's not just good food or bad food. Some people you know can't control that in their lives. They're obsessed with it. They just love it. And they, you know, it reflects it in the way that they behave and look. And it, it's, it's not a good thing to be obsessed with food. Collectibles. I've been guilty of this. This has been brutal in my life. And it has really caused a lot of problems. I, don't, I just want to be clear on this. In my former second bedroom... The collection of Disney crap that I had was valued at almost $45,000. That's how much money I wasted on it. And you know what I have to show for it? Nothing. I was obsessed with it, and now I have nothing to show for it. Alcohol. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We talked about alcohol. There's a lot of us who moderately consume alcohol, but some people have been obsessed with it, and they overdo it, and they plunge into despair. It's not good. How about gambling? You gamble? You know that the casinos have Italian marble floors for a reason, right? Because you lose. And it's not a bad thing to do. If you want to go play every now and then and, you know, kind of just because you enjoy the lights or whatever, that's fine. But anything that you do related to that in moderation is, or that's not in moderation is ugly. Shopping? Boy, that one's ugly for a lot of people, sometimes including myself. Moderation is good. We're talking about money. That is good in moderation. Here's one that I really want to hit on. Kids. A lot of people are obsessed with their children to the point where they don't even function in their life. It's important to understand how to and how to not do that. What about your health? If you've known anything about me, you know that I've struggled with this and being a hypochondriac in my past and knowing that I was consistently thinking about my health and how I feel and literally if I would have any kind of ache or pain, like if you go to WebMD, like you are dead within weeks, right? What's your appearance? Many people are obsessed with the way that they look. Many people from start to finish in their day obsess over it. Here's the deal. You sh everybody should try to look good. That's a good thing. But when you let obsession take over related to any one of those things in your life, it can be ugly. And maybe you haven't plunged out of control yet. Maybe you haven't kind of gone so far gone yet that that hasn't affected you. But don't miss this. It will. It will happen just like Paul described for the love of money because when you are obsessed with something you lack self-control when you struggle with obsession you lack self-control now this word self-control is so important for us to understand why because we live in a culture where many many folks some I know some you know maybe it is you 
where you or they don't have any of that. And when you lack self-control, things in your life can begin to spiral out of control. If you struggle with obsession with any one of those things that I listed, it is a strong possibility that you will struggle with obsession with some of the other things that I listed at some point, which is why it's so important for us to understand about obsession. Now, related to self-control, the reason I chose that phrase was because you who are a part of a church downtown, and some of us a part of the Jesus movement, when that happens, when we say yes to Jesus for the first time, basically when we say in our hearts, yes, we believe that Jesus is who he said that he was, and we begin loving God by loving our neighbors as ourselves, something happens, and our lives begin to change. And things in our life then should be reflective of some things that I'm going to put on the screen, right? And I want to kind of unpack this with you because it can be a little bit confusing. But it says in the book of Galatians, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, meaning when you are a part of this and what we're doing and you say yes to Jesus, yes, I believe that and I believe that you are who you say that you are, these things should be reflective of our life. And I want to point at what the last one is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, and self-control, which means it's so important for us to understand how important it is to have self-control because it's right here. And I don't know about why this was written the way that it was, but I tend to think that the writers of the scriptures knew what they were doing Self-control was put last so that we would remember it most because it's the thing that probably most of us struggle with at the highest degree. The book of Proverbs also has something to say about self-control. It says, it's not good to eat too much honey and it's not good to seek honors for yourself. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. A city with broken down walls. This idea related to what Paul said to Timothy about money, and that's true and we're about to go back there, can be translated to obsession throughout all of our lives. And obsession means that you lack self-control. And this idea of self-control is peppered throughout the ancient scriptures. And it's so important for us to understand that. Now, the only thing that I think that you can do in excess almost to be obsessed with and get away with it, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because Jesus said, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. All of it. Basically, everything you have. And he said you do that by loving your neighbor as yourself. That you can do to the nth degree. But let's go back where I started. We started with money. We started with this very simple idea of money. And Paul started there with Timothy. And here's what I want to tell you about this because it's so controversial in our churches today. And everybody who is coming in here for the first time or they're starting to be a part of downtown Harbor Church, everybody's got a preconceived notion about what churches want related to this. And let me tell you my opinion on money. I talked about it once before last year, but I'm going to talk about it in detail just for the next few minutes. 
Money is a good thing. You should make it. I hope you make a lot of it. I hope that you make a lot of it and make your family better and your community better and your life better. I hope that you make all the money that you can and that you absolutely have the best life that you can for the people that you love and yourself here on earth. So here's what I believe about money. Make a lot of money. Just don't fall in love with it. And I got to tell you, this is really hard to do. This is not easy. Why? Because money buys us the stuff that we like. Money buys us the things that make our lives better. It's easy to fall in love with those kind of things. That's why this is so gray. That's why this is so hard. But that's why this is so important for us to get. Because I've been told so often, money is the root of all evil. Furthermore, that it's in the scripture. Not true. But the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you really look at how powerful that passage is, you will see what happens when you fall in love with it and your life begins to spin out of control. So, make a lot of money, just don't fall in love with it. How do you prove that you're not in love with your money? What do you do? Because you can say that. Yeah, you can say I don't love money and I don't struggle with it. I'll tell you this, I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that the way to not fall in love with your money is to give it away. Wait a second, I thought you were going to say that. Well, listen, you don't have to give it to a church. You don't have to give it to downtown Harbor. But you know what life is like when you give it away. You know what life is like when that happens and you help others who are in need. There are people who are in need. And I'm not just talking about people who might be homeless on the streets. There are people in your own life who need help. There are people in your own life who you know are struggling. You know what the world is like. There are organizations who are doing good things, who are helping people who are in need. There are organizations that are helping people who are sick. There are all kinds of great things going on in our community and in our world. And you know what? I'll tell you this. I think you should make a lot of money. And I think you just don't need to fall in love with it. But the way that you show yourself and others that you don't fall in love with it, give it away. Just a side note, if you ever give money to a family member, make sure you give it to them as a gift and it's not a loan because Judge Judy taught me that will get very ugly. Okay, just so you know. I've seen that too many times. But here's the thing. Money is so important to each one of our lives. You think about it, you understand that because you have your own personal bank account and story and journey. And here's what I want you to know. Most generous people that I've ever met don't hold on to their money with a clenched fist, but they hold on to it and let it go. Don't be unwise. Be wise with it. Make sure your family's taken care of and you're set up. If you really want to prove that you don't love it, give it away. Here's the last thing I want to say. Related to money and related to anything that you might be struggling with. Related to anything that you might be obsessed with. Here's what I truly believe. Obsession with anything will consume your mind and destroy you. Obsession with anything will consume your mind and destroy you. If you've struggled with obsession, you know this. Specifically money, 
but it could be anything in your life. When I say consume your mind, let me talk about what I mean. You think about it a lot. Your day-to-day activity is planned around certain things. You actually can't get it off your mind when you wake up in the morning. Not good. Not a healthy place to be. Don't be obsessed with money or anything else. Because obsession with anything will consume your mind and destroy you. Let me pray for us. Dear God, thanks so much for who you are and what you do. And this truthful word about money translated into obsession. I pray that you would allow us in downtown Harbor to be the first folks to start getting that right, to live healthy, balanced lives, people who are joyful and givers and people who want to see other people do better in their life. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? I pray that you would guide us, that you would help us to figure this out because it's not easy. And I pray that you would work in the hearts of each person in this room that you would work through our lives to help us get this right. Because we don't want our minds to be consumed or our hearts destroyed. And we pray this today all in Jesus' name. Amen.